did it, Frank. Release candidate of .NET Maui. Wow, 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 wow. This is great because this is breaking news to me. Hello, James. Um, you could have given me some warning here. Okay, release candidate. That means they have to take all the bugs I file really seriously. <laughs> it's very, very true. In fact, you can go to the dev blog. I'll post in our little, sweet little chat over here. Uh, yeah, this happened like two days ago, Frank. So I don't know where have you been for two days. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take that little jab. That jab you just tossed me. I'm gonna say, thank goodness. I've been waiting for this for so long. (laughs) It's funny because you know what I've been doing, James. I've been programming in .NET six, but um, I've been programming .NET six preview (laughs) eleven. So kind of old. And what happened there was. Uh, they kept breaking things, you know, they kept breaking the APIs and I just couldn't keep up. I was getting a little tired of it. But like preview 11 was working great. I've been uh, rocking like Mac Catalyst apps and everything. Uh, but I hadn't been keeping up. But I hadn't been keeping up because I've been waiting for this RC thing because hopefully everything will get kind of frozen now and uh, we can start hacksering away. Yeah, this is super duper exciting because like you said, the... The API is complete, at least for .NET Maui. But I think the thing that's under the hood is important here, right, is the base underlying tech, which has kind of already been. It feels RC-ish for a long time, or at least GA-ish for a while. Plus or minus. Plus or minus. Is that Android, iOS, Mac Catalyst. Now, I do know, though, that I've been... And Mac. And Mac. Yes, and Mac. Yeah, Mac Catalyst, Mac, and iOS, and Android. Got all of them. <laughs> Collect them all. Did I miss one? Yeah, there you go. And yeah, I think you got them all. <laughs> yep, they're in there. And that means that there's a go live support policy, which is an important go live, uh, which means uh, that it's supported, right? It's officially a thing. And uh, this is pretty cool because, um, you know, I've been talking about Don and Maui for a while, I'll do a video next week on it, or yeah. this week, I guess, when it comes out. I've been kind of waiting on stuff, but, you know, been building the podcast app. I, I know that the the actual Android and iOS teams have been doing a lot of work. Like the Android team specifically has been done doing tons of uh, optimizations for performance and linking and um, to make apps smaller and faster and leaner and meaner and all these different modes. So there's a lot of like under the hood work that's happening on top of the .NET MAUI cross-platform goodness that's in there. And this one has a whole bunch of stuff in there as well that, uh, that we'll talk about today. Yeah, exactly. And uh, to play catch up, like one of the biggest ones, we keep going over it, but uh, Mac Catalyst, it's a whole nother platform, everyone. Yes, the beauty of it is you can take your iOS code or your Maui code and it just translate over. Yes. But uh, at the same time, it comes with a lot of little get- gotchas and all that. Like it's a new NuGet target framework which is a little bit annoying, which means, you know, all, all of us NuGet people have to release uh, uh versions of our libraries for .NET 6 and get on that and update everything. So there's still going to be a little rocky road there. But um, that, like you said, that fundamental technology has been there working for a while now. I'm currently doing a .NET 6 Mac app. I have a .NET 6 Mac Catalyst and iOS app, like a shared code mm. base kind of thing. And I also have a Maui app, which tries to be everything. But you know me, I haven't run the Android emulator in a little while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but um, I love that. So all that technology is there. Uh, and 
like I said, the thing most important to me is the freezing the API so I can actually learn everything in, in its totality. Yeah, one thing that's the most important one, I'm going to send you a link and I'll put it in the show notes, a link to the migration to RC1. Now, there are APIs in iOS, Android, and Mac and Mac Catalyst, obviously, that are underlying, but there's also APIs in .NET MAUI. And one thing that I uh, worked on for a long time with the engineering team and, and PM team was Xamarin Essentials, which has turned into MAUI Essentials, which now mm-hmm. is no Ooh. longer Essentials, Frank. It's literally oh. just part of the thing. Um, <laughs> so so this is cool. In this release, I never thought this was going to happen, but it um, looks like Ma- uh, Matthew Leibowitz and John Dick pulled Uh-oh. the pulled the plug. And uh, yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I just interject? I have to say, I believe there is now an interface over uh, your, your services. Is that correct, James? Are you willing to go on the record right now and say you are no longer just a static class, that you are also an interface? And congrats, by the way, we used to say uh, you're in the box now. Congrats for making it into the box. It is in the box, 100%. It is <laughs> Donet Maui takes a dependency on these straight up, which is cool. And uh, they were able to reduce a bunch of the overlap, which is amazing. But yes, Frank, it is a 100% official that every API has an interface and can be You're registered. making a lot of people happy. Sorry, I just have to say you're making a lot of people happy with uh, that. It can be registered with the built-in dependency injection service through inversion of control through constructor injection yeah. <laughs> and all of the good stuff that's built in, which is which is neat, which means it's also testable, injectable, and all the things you'd ever love in life. And Frank, 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 Frank. Yes, James. Yes, James. Frank, remember that I hate all things IOC, DI, all these things. Correct. And you know Correct. why? Why, Frank? Why do I hate them? Uh, I only remember my reasons. I hate them because they're just giant global variables around that you don't know their lifetime of and you don't know who's modifying them and that you have no guarantees about anything. It's the most fragile way to write software possible. Mm. No, that's not why I didn't like that. But I didn't like oh. it because it was never really was like in the box of Xamarin forms, right? It never was in it. And it always felt like this uh, thing was that was one there. there. Now, Xamarin Forms, people would always say, please don't use ours. It was there just to support Xamarin Forms itself. But you can't stop people. I used it. We all used it. <laughs> but it didn't, but have the, um, it didn't have that you know, beautiful ASP.NET Core constructor injection dependency right. resolving magic. Right? And that was something. But .NET MAUI has it. It uses the same exact system, which means, Frank... I officially love it. It's amazing. Wait, did you just sell out? You you sold your soul. No, I take, I look, we're, we're, we're taking sides, extreme views here. Obviously these things are fine. Used in moderation, control yourselves, people. Um, Not everything needs to be an interface. No, no, but I've been writing blazer apps lately and they're, they're, you know, you they really force you into the IOC lifestyle there. There are just things you can't do. You want the logger? Guess what? You can't get a logger without doing this. You want to use HTB client? Guess what? Guess which one you're supposed to use? The injected one. Mm-hmm. You know, all this stuff, they force injection on you. And so honestly, I, I just try to keep up with the times. And so although I am not going 100% in on them on my apps, though I have been known to write up one or two little services, <laughs> um, I, I don't absolutely hate them. 
and I can I can deal. At least, like I said, Xamarin Forms always had it. At least now they just have the more powerful one that uh, is kind of a .NET standard one, basically, at this point. So it'll feel comfortable for everyone to use. Yeah, I th- I like that it's all built in. It works with the navigation system. So you can like navigate to a page with a little inject your view model, right? You don't need, I, I'm not a huge, you don't need interfaces for everything, by the way. I totally agree with you 100%. It's nice that it has them for people that really want these testable things. But yeah, like my view models, I'm not going to create like an iView model or something like that. But no. it's in moderation no. that you need it. Um, I, so I totally agree with you. But it is nice that things can trickle down so you can nicely navigate. It reminds me more similar of ASP.NET Core. And I like that model because I am going to be doing a lot more Blazor-esque things in the world of Blazor. And I'm going to be doing a lot more Maui things. And it's I want those to be similar and familiar, not 100% the same. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, now, they did break up your Xamarin Essentials into a bunch of namespaces, I see. Mm-hmm. So we have, I'm going to just name them because there's a bunch. <laughs> I hope this is alphabetical order. Accessibility. I'm sorry. Uh, all these start with Accessibility in this case. Fine. Screen reading. Great. Uh, then there's dot .application model whole bunch of stuff for playing around with the operating system uh dot communication which seems to be like contacts related dot data transfer which is a lot of clipboard and maybe drag and drop in the future i'm not sure what maui's drag and drop story is outside of apps maybe you can fill me in there dot authentication because oh my god the world let's not even talk about it dot devices much more fun you got iBattery, iFlashlight, iDevice Display, iDevice Info, iVibration. That's the fun one. Everyone should use dot devices. Dot sensors, good stuff there. Barometer, compass, gyro, good stuff. There is so much here, dude. Mm-hmm. Dot media, screenshot, text to speech, unit converters. Not sure I agree with that namespace choice, but sure, <laughs> fine. <laughs> Networking, connectivity, sure. That's about it. <laughs> and classic storage. Where is it? Where is it? There it is. iPreferences. Beautiful. iSecure storage. It made it. iFile system. Uh-oh. I'm scared. <laughs> no, that one, that one's simple. That one is just um like give me that one. That one's simple. So let me just file system, maybe not the best name when we created this one. But this okay. one, <laughs> this one is helpers for the file system. So it's like, give me the cache directory, give me the app data directory, or like open a bundle resource cross platform. That's pretty important uh, as well. Yeah. Okay. So it's more like, yeah, I get you. That's a tough one to name. Yeah. But it's not an abstract file system uh, because there are a few nougats out there that people have written some abstract mm-hmm. file systems, which are very nice. Um, like in continuous, I have an abstract file system so that I can read files and write files from a variety of locations kind of transparently. Anyway, um, totally different from that. <laughs> cool. This is, uh, this is impressive. There's a lot here. Um, is anything new from Essentials? Nope. No, I think okay. I think <laughs> there, spaces. <laughs> there's some new uh, there's some new um, like updates to make things you know, compatible yeah. and things like that. Yeah. And cool. yeah, so it's super duper good. And I actually made an entire uh, full day workshop on on Donna Maui where you can like build an app from scratch and it uses all these new things that we're talking about. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, if you're really interested in like, you know, learning Donna Maui stuff. But I'm really excited that this stuff is all in there. It's all there. And there's like tons of documentation, which is super good. 
Uh, and I am pretty much ready to go all in. Frank, I'm, I'm all about it. I'm ready to start building some apps. And and uh, I mean, I've already been building apps, but it's like I'm ready to like, <laughs> build some apps, you know, that are there. Um, but the one thing I want to point out, which a lot of people ask is, what about like you probably like, what about my Xamarin apps, Frank? Yeah, um, it, 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 it's hit or miss. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Let's go with 90% success rate. Um, so there is an upgrade path you have to do. I, I keep talking about breaking changes. Mm. But let me start by saying, overall, I've had a lot of success uh, porting all my apps over. I haven't done it to all of them just because, you know, IDE support, things mm. like that. So I, I've been holding back on that. But I've had a really good success rate. So apps I'm talking about are native iOS apps. I mean, the majority of my apps are native iOS apps. But uh, Mac apps also. AppKit works just fine. And then a lot of those iOS apps, I've added the Mac Catalyst target framework because why not? You know, it's actually a great debugging experience. Um, when you when you do Mac Catalyst development, it's way better than using the simulator. FYI, pro tip, if you're writing an iOS app, just switch your target framework over to Mac Catalyst for a little while and do your development there. You're, you're going to thank me. It's much more pleasant. Uh, so I've had success there. Now, there there are a few hangups, though. There are some big ones. So there are the breaking changes. But a proper big one is there isn't support for application extensions, which is kind of an important feature on iOS because Apple, for its security models, keeps putting more and more fun features of your apps into necessary uh, application extensions. For example iCircuit has an icon picker uh, view, browser, file browser, whatever you want to say, document browser at the beginning of the app, and it needs to generate thumbnails. The correct way to generate thumbnails on iOS is to have an application extension that does mm. all the work. It runs out of process. It can run in the background. There's, there's lots of good reasons for it. I love that it can run in the background. So even apps like the File Explorer can generate thumbnails because it can run my extension in the background all that's to say .NET 6 doesn't support it <laughs> it was a feature they obviously wanted to put in because a lot of people use them but um it did get punted upon mm. good news is there is a .NET 7 being worked upon <laughs> which is hilarious <laughs> and no one's promised me extensions for .NET 7 but they better promise me extensions for .NET 7. So I'm going to be able to port essentially all my apps over to .NET 6 except for iCircuit because mm. uh, it requires that extension. And who knows, maybe maybe we'll get a .NET 6.1 and we'll get them too. Who knows? That's true. And the nice thing here to, to point out is that, you know, the Xamarin lifecycle too is two years after the, you know, release or whatever. So like technically everything is still supported in policy until November, 2023. So it's like quite a long yeah. time. That's like, uh, that's .NET 8, by the way. So all yeah. that stuff is supported there <laughs> fully for like quite a long time to migrate. And I think you have it, you know, your applications that aren't Xamarin forms, those have been a pretty smooth process because like your core source code besides Enfloat haven't really had to change at all, I assume, oh, to get things working, yeah. yes or no? Uh, yes, uh, 95%. Uh, Enflow is painful, I just mm. got to say. Um, 
in C sharp, you can do tricks with the global usings and all sorts of nice little tricks. Mm. And F sharp, it's a much more strict language. So mm. moving that type and renaming the type is quite painful. Mm. But it's it's a pill to swallow to stay up to date, you know. Um, I just wish they hadn't done it to us. So that one's painful but easy. You know, it's, it's yeah. direct. It's just a rename. The really painful one <laughs> is they changed uh, the memory layout of scene kits matrix class. And I'm, I feel a little betrayed because I think I'm literally the only Xamarin user out there using scene kit. And I have a giant app which relies very heavily on the matrix working a very specific way the way it's mm. always worked and they changed it which breaks the entire app <laughs> so that's not fun um i have to redo thousands of lines of mathematics in mm. that because you create and, your own matrix that takes the matrix and then reverses yeah. the matrix it's a little bit worse than that um mm. <laughs> so when scene kit was very first bound when it was added, gosh, who knows, iOS 7, 8, <laughs> you know, somewhere around there. Um, Microsoft has a convention for matrices that they've always used. It's a Microsoft thing. Basically, no one else in the world uses it. Mm. There, Everyone else in the world uses the OpenGL convention. It's the same convention mathematicians use, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, uh, when SyncKit was bound, which uses the OpenGL convention, it was bound using the Windows convention, which <laughs> was wrong, flat out wrong, pure wrong, definitely wrong. But that's the way it was. And if you wanted to write scene kit apps, and as long as you knew that, you could handle it, right? I knew the convention was backwards, and so I uh, accommodated for it in my code. But now there's a breaking change where <laughs> they realized, oops, we did that wrong. But here's the thing, they... <laughs> The, the the they changed the memory layout but they didn't change the api so now it's a, like a frankenstein's monster matrix mm. it has the api of a windows matrix but the memory layout of an OpenGL matrix and so that just breaks all of my mathematics mm. and it's it's terrible and i can't wait to uh get in there and you know that's gonna take weeks to get through so anyway i'm probably the literally the only person out there affected by it so everyone throw me a pity party, please. Yeah, I'm pitying all over your party. And uh, but I still refuse to 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 pay for any of that party. So no, I mean, I think that I mean, again, the nice thing is that you aren't forced to upgrade like at this moment to keep working on your app and get new stuff. But eventually you'll want to, which makes sense as your apps are long term in, in the world. And I'm in the same boat where right now I I probably take more dependencies on third-party libraries maybe than you do, I feel. Is that a true statement? What yeah. do you think? Yeah, okay. Yeah, for sure. I, I depend heavily on first-party libraries. Mm. I love the Apple APIs and all the .NET APIs, but I am very picky and choosy. Now, the one exception here is continuous because continuous mm. because of its model pulls in every nougat on the planet. And so um, that one, I did run into a lot of compatibility issues when I was porting it over to .NET 6. Mm. For the most part, things can be replaced. But for example, um, Continuous has Xamarin Forms built in. Well, Xamarin Forms does not work on .NET 6. Mm. So had to remove that. In its place is Maui, which is, you know, just as good. But yeah. I am losing Xamarin Forms 
I'm gaining Maui, but I am losing Samurai Forms. And there are a bunch of other weird ones out there. Um, a lot of a lot of graphics libraries that use kind of native-y stuff because of the whole inflow thing, because of a few other things, they all break too. Fortunately, um, m- most people have been keeping up and releasing .NET 6 versions of those kinds of libraries. Yeah, and I'm and I'm sort of in the boat where since I do take dependencies on quite a my own libraries. So first and foremost, I take yeah. dependency <laughs> on my own libraries that I need to update. So you can blame me, which I have been starting to do. And there's been some breaking changes in this RC. So I'm updating some more libraries today. But then there's some other like Bluetooth libraries and a few other things that I use that, um, you know, I really want to update. I'm waiting to, for them to update. So I think I'm not in a rush right now to update my existing Xamarin Forms apps because uh, to Don and Maui because I have time and it, if it ain't broke and I don't need any new features and like I'm okay right now, especially until, you know, I have the ability to ship on Android for another three years, you know, with the system updates that it supports today or two years. So I have a lot of time to migrate those over and that'll give plenty of time for the libraries to update or I can just take the library and pull in the source code myself. But I feel like the ones that I'm using are pretty popular and going through the uh, upgrade of 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 taking my libraries and adding .NET 6 support to them has been pretty seamless because they're not like graphical intense, right? So I'm assuming the Bluetooth libraries, like those core APIs don't really change of iOS and Android. So when they ported like all the essential code over, it was pretty seamless because those APIs are pretty much identical um, <laughs> in .NET 6. So that's you know, a nice advantage, maybe some of the inflowed stuff. But besides that, it's like really straightforward. Uh, so I'm, you know, all my new apps that I'm going to create and obviously like demo and do everything with will all be done in Maui, you know, going forward. I'm, I was, you know, I tell everyone to wait till GA or to release candidate mm-hmm. st- state, but you should, you know, I've been playing around with it for the last year, right? So I've been experimenting, yeah. but at this point, I'd say that I'm going to take like the lowest common denominator ones like which ones have the least dependencies and update those first like my skiing app that one pretty much only relies on me right now <laughs> so and i'm under the i'm under the i don't even know if i want to use a migration tool i think i'm going to do it all manually i do i think yeah. that, that i think i, I think I'll, because i, I want to take advantage of all the goodness in the single project and the cross-platform right. stuff i just want to I'm just going to move all the code or like take the code file new name it the right thing drag and drop files over baby just like drag and drop them over put them over there and they move and then delete the old ones or like keep them there but like you know what I mean like duplicate the code put it in the thing then go into VS code because VS code is the world's fastest control shift F renamer find all the verbiages of, of, of you know <laughs> Xamarin forms and like you know cross it out. I think I will go that route. I don't think I'm going to recreate my UIs necessarily. I'm going to see what it looks like. They're going to look different, but I'm going to see what they look like and then take it page by page and go to town on it. I don't think it'll be a lot of work for a lot of my apps, uh-huh. but we'll see. <laughs> well, it's going to be a lot. It's, it's going to be a lot of work. I, I remember going from Windows, a Metro, whatever mm-hmm. to UWP 
they're all like, ah, very little change. And honestly, very little did change, but it still, it still took like a good solid day of effort. (laughs) You know, you can't, but, uh, it is going to be a lot of rote work. So you can put like some heavy metal on and Mm. just kind of get it done and just power through it (laughs) because you're just (laughs) like you said uh, you're gonna freshen up your regex skills (laughs) get get better at search and replace and all that kind of stuff well and also i want to be able to take advantage of the new stuff i think that's the hard part is if you're just like i'm gonna migrate it's like well i'm not taking advantage of the new stuff james all my projects have shared code projects in them oh my god do you know how excited i am to get rid of those go time it's gonna be amazing (laughs) and i've learned so many other tricks you know it's been a while since i've done like projects from scratch you know i have ancient projects and it'll be a good opportunity to take advantage of things like directory.props you know i i never take advantage of that but there's a lot of times where i just have shared properties throughout all the different projects and a solution did you catch god we should probably do a whole show on this because i'm so excited nougat has some kind of like new solution wide global uh version thing so now in your project file you can reference a package without a version but you can list all your versions um you know like in the at the solution level so that everything picks it up it's a beautiful feature in .NET 6. I'm, I'm excited to take advantage of all these .NET 6 features in my kind of crutz, crutz, <laughs> crusty old projects. Mm, very fast. Is this the central package bit management system? Yeah, I'm so excited for this. You've worked on a project where, with me where I have these terrible scripts that I run <laughs> to make sure all the nougats in all my projects are at the same version. Because there is one way to live life, which is update all constantly. And I I think that's how you live. And it's fun. It's adventurous. And then there's me. Me. When the version's working, uh, I don't touch it. (laughs) I don't want to update. I don't want to be notified of updates. If if it works, I'm happy. And uh, I am going to be so happy to keep everything in sync because I hate those build warnings you get when it's like, oh, you have a version of this there and the version of that there. Which version do you want? You're like, I don't care. I just want MVVM helpers. It doesn't matter which version. <laughs> and, well, that, <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool because for... I'm looking at the, the, the workshop that I did. Uh, I use something similar. This was like, there was a way to do this, but it wasn't as elegant as this new packaging system. So I'll and not put a baked link. in and not baked yeah. in. So you could do a directory.build.targets and you could do an item group of package references there, which was very convenient um, as well. True. But then you're forcing the package into every project. Exactly. Yes. This and one, all you're doing is picking up the version, which is yeah. all you really want to do. You want to manage your things. Yeah. Super duper cool. Yeah, that is. It's kind of really... scary. They didn't have it before, to be honest. But yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Glad we got it. Yeah, uh, that and that, is... That's pretty new. Yeah, that might not even um, because we, we started this episode talking about the workloads. So .NET 6 is broken to workloads now. There's the core that runs everywhere. And then. Uh, if you just do workload install Maui, you get everything. Mm-hmm. But I've been picking and choosing. I've been workload installing, um, I believe it's called Mac OS, uh, mm-hmm. Mac Catalyst, iOS, Android. Um, and you can see the actual versions of all those as they come through. It's been 
it's been fun keeping up with those, but they are kind of a separate versioning from um, the mainline thing. Hmm. And so I'll be excited to get the, the newest mainline thing here and then the release candidate for these workloads. It's true. Uh, also, you know, as the, I think the, the cool part about this as well, not just that it's an RC, but as this new process and I'm getting more used to how th this thing and the main platforms are going to ship. Like you said, there are the, you know, .NET workload, install Android, install iOS, install Maui, obviously it does everything, but you're going to get new versions of those things like every month on a pretty good cadence, right? Because there's a new update to .NET every month. And yeah, those includes will include the workloads too. So you're going to get new from, I mean, I don't know every single month, but I'm assuming every month there's going to be this. So how I look at it is that I've always lived in a world when it came to mobile development, where, you know, as a customer at, at Xamarin afterwards, like there was a cycle in which the team put out stuff and it was a little bit more tied to visual studio, but it feels as though now you'll be able to do a lot more pinning of things. So for example, if you want to pin your CI system to a specific version of iOS, yeah. you just pin it to the version of .NET that you want. And that is the version of the thing. You don't need to go look up magical things. Oh, I want to pin to 6.0.202 or whatever, right? Or, I, you know, I, or I'm, I'm not going to update to 6.1 because maybe there is some changes or to say whatever. Instead of I need to go look up this magical iOS Xamarin build number thingy. And that's, a, that's a nice little improvement. You're not going to think about it every day, but yeah. you're going to get the updates. It's going to happen more magical in Visual Studio, obviously, but you know, you'll be able to do it. But then what that also means, oh, it's mind play. I just figured it out. Is like <laughs> you can pin with a global JSON a project yeah. to a version of .NET, which would pin it to the version of iOS or Android. Wow, that is mind blowing. I didn't even think of that. Wow. Yeah. So, um, does global JSON differentiate between the workloads and the mainline things? So, the, the, is there an entry for workloads in it? The workloads are pinned to a version of .NET. Okay, they are. Mm -hmm. Okay, so mm -hmm. there there is that kind of pinning happening. Got mm -hmm. it. Yes. I, I actually wasn't aware of that. So those ones are synchronized. Got it. Correct. So, for example, the release candidate of .NET Maui is in version six point zero point three hundred, right? Okay. And that's the one that adds the awesome NuGet support. How exciting. Exactly. Yep. Now, if you have the recent patch to 6.0.202, <laughs> then, or whatever, like that is not going to have it. That's going to yeah. have preview 14 in it. This one will have release candidate one, which is real exciting. Now, I am, now that you've brought this up, a little bit afraid of my hard drive filling up <laughs> with ah, the yeah. versions. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope they work on the uninstall. I, I, .NET's been a little bit weak on uninstalling itself ooh. so i hope they add some features there there's a ooh, frank i'm so glad that you talked about this because there's a new um i'm excited if it, you're you better yeah. don't get my hopes up james don't get my hopes up there's a uninstalling has been terrible there's an uninstall pool <laughs> about darn time um, it better not just be that random script they make you download it better be baked in Bake uh, it in. no it's a random script that you download no, oh, it's so gross. It's so gross. Is this the thing? I don't know. I just, while. I just discovered it, but I, th I think that's good. It's got to be a real thing, right? They want you to download the script. I just don't understand why it's not a thing. Built in. Yeah, I don't Give know. Break. We got to ask the team. <laughs> Anyways, but there's yeah. at least a tool to do. I, you know what I used to always do is I just used to go to the folder and delete the folder. 
I know. And that used to be simple, but now there's lots of folders. And there's yeah, you, a few things you don't want to, I guess. You yeah, just you go into it. program you files. Yeah. You go into SDK. They're all there. And you just delete one. Yeah, just no. delete one. Yeah, it breaks every tool on the planet. No, yeah. no. I guess there's no. SDK manifest too. Okay, there's a few <laughs> See, things. There's a few files that used to be cleaner. They got a little messy with their directory structure, to mm. be honest. That's why we need the uninstall tool. <laughs> uninstall tool would be nice. Yeah, at least there is something that exists. I do believe that if if you are just using normal Visual Studio updates, I think it. No, I don't. Does it leave the old one? I think it leaves the old one. Maybe it, leaves it does one. leave it. Yeah, because I had to go clean them out at mm. some point. They were just getting to be too many. I had like betas of .NET 2 on this machine, you know, mm. it goes back far. Yeah. Anyway, it, it's not that big of a problem. You can go list those pretty easily. They should add like file size to .NET info, though. <laughs> this yeah. SDK is taking up this much room, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, I am happy that um, we're going to have a decent cadence of releases. But, you know, Xamarin had it. They, they didn't lock themselves to a monthly release, but it was close. It was pretty you know? close. It, it, felt, it was pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we're just locking ourselves to it. Um. Not a big deal. I honestly, James, I'm probably going to use a global JSON and lock myself at different versions. <laughs> so maybe I won't have the problem of installing a thousand of these. That's true. Yeah. Be interesting. Well, I'm excited, Frank. I'm excited. I just figured, you know, nice lightweight podcast today talking about some new stuff. And I totally, I saw the tweet come this up. This is a big like, deal. It's a big deal. Big deal. It's awesome. My goodness. Yeah. And Nougat too. Go Nougat. Go you. Proud of you, Nougat. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to have to update Fugit. Nougat keeps advancing. It keeps growing. And I got to keep up with it. Did you know they've stolen a few of my features on their website? They didn't do it as well as I did. But, you know, they try. Did you know, Frank, that you can go to Maui.graphics? And that's a website. Oh, that's sweet. And then also. Let me clickety-clackety in, everyone. Get ready. (laughs) Maui.graphics. That's a website. Cool. And um, it links to the GitHub page. Did you know that? Microsoft Maui graphics is also baked in, which also gives you two ways of rendering natively or with Skia Sharp. So totally up to you. And you have a oh, canvas that you can draw to. Yeah, mm-hmm. whole thing. I, I didn't know that they were offering both approaches. How do you choose between them? Or are they just fundamentally two different APIs? I don't know. Or do you choose between them? You don't know. Oh. We'll have to do an episode on Maui graphics once I've installed it and learned what the heck it is. Yeah. But I, I'm a big fan of Skia, so it, it's good to see Skia advancing. Yeah, that's all right there. So what's cool is it, yeah, it's, it's built right in. It says, uh, you know, the shapes and brushes and then like that's yeah. built in basically under the hood. Long overdue. Yeah. I've been wanting mm-hmm. shapes for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boom. Really good stuff. It's in there. It's in the box. Hey, yeah, look, know. and a new Matrix class. You know, people just can't help themselves. <laughs> gotta have the matrix in there. You gotta have it. <laughs> they call it transform. Yeah. Yeah. Transform. Oh, it uses it uses Microsoft conventions. Classic. Classic. <laughs> the vectors. Like, you know, I gotta oh I gotta have my own vector because I need the special thing. Hmm. No. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. No, I, I, I hope they don't have vectors. I, I really like system numerics vectors. I think that's one of the best benefits we've gotten from updated.net is that library it's a little shallow i've been wanting to write a .net numerics dot vectors dot extensions <laughs> which adds 8 billion mathematical functions to them 
Do you you know about the menu bar too, right? That's the whole thing. Did we talk about the menu bar? No, but we'll probably have to. Um, does that come up like in Mac Catalyst apps or is that something different? Jackpot. So check that yeah, out. But... I just linked it to it. But it's it's a menu bar. This is new added in preview 13 or 14. But mm-hmm. um, it is for Windows, Mac Catalyst. And on the iPad, it's the shortcut. Yeah. Video, shortcut stuff. It's Sweet. all built in. Fun yeah. fact. Did you know that Mac Catalyst apps are limited to 50 menu items unless you override menu item 50? in the exports in the app delegate and then sending the, the click command did you know that that's hilarious no I, I never got up to 50 menu items i am glad that someone there has a test case that has 50 menu items Fun fact. <laughs> that is hilarious mm-hmm. um you shouldn't put a space after your export bad form uh this is really exciting um you know i write native apps and i'm probably going to continue to write native apps but I'm totally going to be putting my native apps in a Maui shell Mm. nowadays because there's a lot of like, I think I even mentioned this on the podcast. There's a lot of build magic going on with Mm. Maui apps now, especially things like um, um, hot reload and Mm. all of that. So even though I'm writing native apps, they're totally going to be running, you know, (laughs) scare quotes, Maui apps. They're going to be Maui apps and I'm just going to put my own views and whatever inside of them. But I, I just want all the Maui magic for my own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I'm excited. I'm excited, Frank. I mean, I've been excited, obviously, but I just thought... You've made that... a lot of YouTube videos. You know, you're, you're going to have to do a new YouTube video with your face, like a big RC1 coming at you and you, you like ducking away from it. It's going to be amazing. I did. I told uh, I told the design team, I said, I'm like, we got to have a photo of me, like real excited, like, ah, I'm so excited. <laughs> so definitely going to happen. Oh, man. Cool. I love your reactions. I'm excited. Um, this was a fun one. I And thank you for surprising me because I honestly didn't know this RC came out. So great. You are welcome, Frank. Now go explore the world of cross-platform development and all the good things that are in there. But that's going to do it for this week's Merge Conflict. We appreciate everyone that hung out with us at our 300th episode, That everyone that put up with my raspy voice and me coughing <laughs> and sneezing last week. I super appreciate it. And I'm back to 95%. So we're getting better than ever, but that's going to do it. So until next time, I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Frank Krueger. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.